So, no. So, yeah, turn it. You actually can turn it off down here, can't you? You can turn it all the way off. Here or upstairs? Really? Really? Because my, my kids ask screaming them all the time. So, I just was curious. Who, so, who's the liar? <clears throat> it must be them. I need to go home and talk to them about that. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's on the tape. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks to erase that. I gotta give you five bucks to erase that. So speaking about talking, isn't that enough? Yeah, is that too much or too little? Too much or too little? You yell at your kids for free? Oh, you yell at them for free? Yeah, exactly. There are, as Mrs. Grotke said, off the dole. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, sure it was. It's the reality. Uh, I will. I will say. I don't know if any of you were here last night or coming tonight. I will say, um, just just by the by, I was. If you were here last night, except for my nervous stomach part where I threw up in my shoes while Kirby was talking. Um, not about her. That's not about her. It's about me. Uh, you know what? The couple of things fascinated me about last night. One is how Lutheran the guy has become over the time we've oh, known him. Yeah. This has been a fascinating. It's been a fascinating transition. Now, it could, be, it could be that he's a good salesman, and that I'll give him credit for that. I will, I'll give him credit for that because that actually is what he's good. But actually, in knowing him, there's actually more going on there. And part of the thing is, I don't know if you know the story there, but there's a kind of a Willow Creek-esque church in Detroit, and he went in to do a capital campaign for him, and then they said, yeah, we're not going to pay you that because it would be cheaper to hire you. So they hired him. They called him as a pastor. So, um, and we're the only church, he gets to do a couple of churches on the side. We're the only one he's doing now, and he is doing his own, and then he'll probably do another one later. But it, that was as close to, um, I was as close to preaching as you get in a meeting. And I think it was very interesting to be in a group like that. And if you weren't there, it's okay. It just means that it was people who in some form are in charge of a committee or a volunteer to be in a leadership role. And if you're not there, for you folks, it's probably because you're already doing something else and we don't want to give you six things to do. But that was as close to, uh, you know, sort of a spiritual undressing and redressing as you get in the church. It was really kind of, kind of a fascinating. And for, for you who were there, I hope it was comfortable. Uh, and I, I don't mean, and I, and I mean that in a, what I, what I mean, or maybe what I mean is I hope it wasn't uncomfortable. I hope it was, I hope it was realistic. I hope it was encouraging. I hope it, I found it to be very, very helpful um, just in sort of getting focus. And partly it's just, the helpfulness of listening to somebody else. You know, he basically, what he basically did is he did the whole capital campaign in an hour. And he did it, it was, it was an overview that basically said to people, this is what you're in for. And they're the people who are really, I think there's about 12 committees, Carol, 12 or so, about 12 committees. And so you had, and, but normally we try to put one or two or three households for each committee. So you had a group of, I mean, it was fairly full. There were probably 40 people here or so. There were about 75 people here. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. It was, well, I guess that is right because I, I guess it's, yeah, the joy group, eight, yeah, right, eight to a table and it was full. But I mean, he was able to then just, he was, the, the, the good thing is, is when you get that group, you can, you can sort of take the gloves off. You know, you don't have to sort of apologize or say, now here we go, or hold people's hands or say, bet you didn't know what you were in for. 
This was like, you're in the room, so you're on board, so we're just going to start, and here we go. Now, it was really sort of basic stuff. It was not stuff that anybody in that room hadn't heard before, but it was good to hear it from somebody else and from another perspective and from somebody from outside, and it's not me talking, and it was great for all those reasons. Um, and, and with a slightly different, you know, slightly different skew, where he really just talks about, I was thinking this morning, one of the, one of the takeaways for me was, is that, that sort of a, a good solid 10% tithe on the growth is the bare minimum. That's the baseline. And that was reinforced by reading now and today. This whole thing about you pool your, your resources and you find in the poor and in the weak and people don't have enough to eat and the people who slept outside last night, you know, you find in them the face of Jesus and then he pushes you beyond to say, and there's a mutuality in that because they deliver back to you in the relationship, you know. So, so the thing is, if we, if we spend, the thing I enjoyed so much about last night is if we spend all our time complaining or, or struggling about, and this always happens at the beginning of the Catholic Camp, there's always some people who do this, <laughs> and they make it very clear to us that they're doing that. And partly for those people, it's at this point we kind of feel nothing but pity for them. It's like, we're going somewhere else, you know. It's just like, if you want to do that, we're going to have like a taped place off in the corner where you can stand and do that, and then we're all going to, the rest of us are going to, yeah, we'll still take your money. Yeah, although, you know, although maybe we wouldn't. Maybe the, maybe the best thing for those people would be to say, yeah, keep it in your pocket. But some people need to, the discipline of doing it to find out it doesn't hurt. I don't know. But it's just so, it was interesting in the, it, for me it was interesting because it raised the bare minimum to such a level that allows you then to do other things. And at the end of the day, you realize it's not about the money, it's not about the building. It's actually about the ability to live for somebody else. And, and uh, for me, and I, and I didn't mean to sort of preempt him with my initial comment, but I'm so much, last time around was hell because we were, it was all about us. It was like, they never did the infrastructure of this building for 30 years. We just had a motor go out above the stage five horsepower motor, last manufactured like in 1972 by Chrysler or something like that, which sort of tells you where we are, you know. But we never think about like a motor that was manufactured in 72 might go out. So we just, you know, we just presume that in 2007 it'll still be good, you know. So last time was hard because it was all the things we, it was all makeup for what we've never done. This time it's kind of interesting because it's sort of like, you know, the worst case is that, you know, Jack Bauer shows up and blows up the Bible church by mistake, and we're, we're, we stay here. That's, a, that's our worst case, you know, our worst case. So there's, there's sort of this calm and easy, creative, what do you think we might be able to do kind of feeling, and, and can we really make it? And, and there's not all the, it, it was a very, it was interesting in that sense for me to kind of watch people, and there, you know, if you can get 70 or 80 people um, in a room, laughing when a guy is telling you probably should give 10% and then you should give a big chunk of whatever and maybe you should divest your entire retirement fund and drop that in and you know have you really ever thought about this and for some of you people and this is true half a million dollars really isn't a stretch for you in fact one of the really interesting things about going through it last time was there were people who gave very large gifts that it didn't really make a blip in their life it was a very large gift but it didn't make a blip in their life Partly what we have to do is figure out how to blipify those people, you know. So it was just this, but the, the interesting thing was the attitude about it, not in the way that it was both given and received, 
which would not have been possible five or 10 years ago. So that's it's this kind of this measuring of growth in a very sort of easy way. Is it going to be difficult? Yeah, it'll be difficult because everybody upstairs is really busy and timelines and you know, m you know, pushback and blah, blah, blah. But in general, if you can get 100 or 200 or 300 people talking in the same way, you have a very different sort of space than you do when you're the only one talking about it or there's three of you talking about it, which is where it all started you know, 10 years ago. This started with me talking to Vic Pepper in my office eight months after I got here. That was the genesis of all this, trying to say, you know, what in the world? So, so it's, it's, it's a very interesting sort of time. Um, and I think in many ways extraordinarily encouraging. But the bar has really been raised a lot. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Because um, maybe we're not the place for everybody. I mean, we, 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 we kind of deliver a fair amount of comfort, but also discomfort for people. And, and that's probably right. I mean, when you start to read stuff like this, and more and more you realize the single question is whether or not you're doing everything that you can do. And that was what he was particularly sharp on. That was particularly helpful last night to talk about the notion that everything is on the table. See, how do we normally start? We sort of think, if we get to 10%, then, then we got everything on the table. And that's so upside down. So then people, you know, they, they, they argue Jesus down from wh what he talks about to, like he's a car salesman. You know, they argue him down to 1% with no pinch instead of starting with the notion that the Lord is, you know, the first fruits actually means what it says. So that was a fascinating deal. Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, right. And I was reminded of, do you remember Capon's thing where he talks about live hands and dead hands? Where he talks about your hands should just, just sort of flop open and then you, the Lord puts what he puts. Yeah. Right. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Part of the problem is that if he does Sorry. that, he'll have to quit and open a chocolate business to oh, make no. the money back. Oh, no, it's so... But I'll have to but go buy new clothes because none of my clothes will fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just... Well, he tells a dramatic story. The whole story thing is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I tell yeah. the person who gave away their prized car. I agree with yeah. everybody. When you told the story this time, yeah. you yeah. personally really sacrificed or right. even sometimes personally sacrificed because he didn't even realize how what he was doing by giving up. Right. Really, I mean, and the blessing of 
because she's his wife. I mean, maybe she can't correlate that all in your mind. I'm not so yeah. sure. But the interesting thing is even the tenor of this conversation, this is not a conversation we could have had three, six, or nine years ago. Um, and now that's going to be telling because what, what happens is, is, and this always happens in every congregation, even, you even think about reading this book. You know, there for, for, for you all, reading this book makes complete sense. For some people, it just doesn't make any sense at all. And the problem with pastoring a congregation like that is you always have percentages of people who are in, uh, who get it, and then people who are struggling to get it, and then some measure of people who don't get it. And, you know, what we're trying to do is get the most number of people to get it. But the more people that get it, the more uncomfortable it becomes for the people who don't get it. And what you have then is you, 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 start, to get, you start to get pushback, and you have to sort of sense that um, people who are struggling for something are the best people in the world. Those, those, so you got people who completely get it, people who showed up in the room last night, they completely get it. And then there are people who are struggling to get it. They're trying to say, well, I want to have what that guy has. You know, I want that Jesus. I want that life. And then there are always people, though, who, who are, you know, who really are like this. I mean, they're just, it's just like you just so are. Gosh, so many. Not right. Even just look at them and say right. You're an idiot. Oh, exactly. No, oh, so gosh. Complex. And we've talked, I've already talked with Pastor Gaining about this because the personal attacks have started. And it's really interesting because it always, people always personalize it, you know. So we say, um, this is the life that Jesus wants. And they, they respond about us. Well, you, blah, 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 blah. And then we say, actually, you really need to talk to Jesus about that. And then they personalize, but you, blah, 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 blah. So they're, they're mad at Jesus, but we're closer. And that's going to happen. One of the hard things um, is that that's going to happen with the people who were in the room last night. It'll get personalized for them, too. There's an interesting thing about St. John where, where people, maybe it's in all congregations, but I particularly notice it here, where people can't separate personality and performance. You can like somebody a lot, but if they're a really bad plumber, you don't call them to do your plumbing, you know? And you can say to them, you're a really bad plumber, and it has nothing to do with whether you like them or not. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting to people here is if you say, you're a really bad plumber or a really bad steward, people's response is, you don't like me. I'm like, no, I like you fine. You're just really bad at this, mm -hmm. and you probably need to get a better wrench and take some classes at COD. Well, you don't really like it. No, it's about the plumbing, mm -hmm. you know? And that, that's been an interesting thing. So you might listen for that because it is a way of protecting each other. People um, ask whether or not people are personalizing the argument when, and ask if their argument is with us or with the leaders or with Jesus. Ask who they're arguing with. Um, you know, we didn't make this up, and it was fairly, fairly clear last night. You just need a couple of texts to just figure it out. Yeah. As a concept, <laughs> in theory, yes, right, yeah, yeah. I wish I could say if I wasn't sitting on the of a Christian. You know what I mean? 
So the things that go on in our minds when we, as, as we, and, and so, the, so there's the difference between discerning and go, this person doesn't get it, Lord have mercy. And, and, and this person doesn't get it, and then away the thoughts go. And it, se- it seems to me it's all part of the same thing. It's the, it's the letting, opening your hands is, is, it is a really risky business because it says not only my money, but my mind. And, slight, and oftentimes they need to be slightly pried first before you start opening your hand. Well, and the other thing is, is you're, yes, right. And partly you presume already something that I presumed early when I was a pastor and hardly ever presume now, which is people, I mean, partly you said it is, which is it's a whole bundle of problems. Psychiatrists, you know, they have a thing called a presenting problem and then the real problem. You know, the presenting problem is I'm cranky about the capital campaign. That's the presenting problem. The real problem is something else. But you can't get to the honesty. It's much like when people leave the congregation. The reason that they give publicly for why they left and the reason they really left, you know, it would be fun to run a fact sheet when people leave because, because we often don't recognize even you know, what it is that's going on. So the whole idea, no, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But, but, but your presumption is, that you help people by way of honesty and forgiveness. And to get to honesty and forgiveness is just, is just a horribly different deal, difficult deal. Mm-hmm. So just, to get the, to kind of, you know, you get this bundle of stuff and you're trying to piece things out. It's painful and it takes time and how you do that. Right, which is why you're meant to do it in community. Right. That's why you either have a confessor or you have other people that you, you work with. That's, that's why it goes. Yes, please. Um, I, I was kind of weighing if I wanted to share this publicly, but I really do want to share this. Sure. Because I hear where this conversation is going. And um, I think that I might be one of the people who doesn't get it. And I just want to present the other side. If anybody wants to know. Go ahead. Because, and this is, this is kind of the reason why I stay one of the people that doesn't get it. Because I, because when you talk about that, like, they just don't get it. And I can hear kind of, not the anger, but I can hear the frustration in your voice. That kind of keeps us the other people. So I want to explain it. Good. Um, people like me, and I, I'm getting help with this now, but we are, I, I guess I, I'm not going to make a blanket statement because I don't know the general public. I'm just going to talk about myself. I am financially irresponsible. I was never taught how to be financially responsible. Um, my mother has, I mean, I, I shouldn't, bl- I'm not, I will not, I'm not even going to say my mother. I have somehow got it in my head that um, I, I've never understood credit card debt. I've never understood that when I use that credit card, why I have to pay it back. Um, you have a class for this. <laughs> I, I know, and I'm going to it. Um, it's very good. I was never raised with um, the, the, the thought of tithing. Tithing to me, 10% of gross, really? Um, I have boxed myself in, and I think that, you know what, I think there's a lot of people who will not say this to you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I live now, I have boxed myself in to where I make my mortgage payments, I make my NICOR, my, um, I mean, and I'm living in minimums, okay? Okay, I do have cable. I pay my bills, and 
that leaves a family of five with $150 a week to have groceries on. And that's without you, that's without supplementing your credit card. Um, and what I want to know, and now if I, if I did go ahead and tithe, that would leave us with maybe $50 to $75 a week for a family of five to eat. Now I realize I have gotten myself into this problem, but what I don't understand, because even if I, you know, and, and then I'm not talking about credit card debt, I'm just talking about bare necessities. What I want to know is, you know, we don't go on vacations. We don't, you know, I, this is not about pity. What I'm trying to tell you is I am boxed in. And what I want to know is when you say you give everything you can, does that mean, because we have no savings either, does that mean we put our house on the market, we sell our house, we find an apartment to live in, in, um, in a further away neighborhood that would cut our expenses down so low that, you know, I mean, what I'm wondering is, what sacrifices do I make? Because Russell and I are thinking, should we homeschool the kids because we can't afford to send them here? And, you know, should we sell the car? You know, should we sell the minivan? Then we won't have enough room. I mean, what we're wondering is, you know, when you're talking about this, we have gotten ourselves in such a quandary. How do we get back to healthy financial living? And how do we cross that? How do we, how do we go from not getting it to getting it and doing it? You know, can I can I do that? Can I can I do this? Can I just do this? Okay, because I want to go re. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get it. Welcome to the club. You get it. Yay. Okay, because here's the thing. Yeah, you do get it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the first thing to say. Just read my lips. I said this last week in the sermon. It's not about money. Beautiful. It's about all the other things you were talking about. It's about being in class today. It's about thinking about where your life is honestly. It's about saying, gosh, what should I do and what shouldn't I do? It's about saying, which you very clearly said at the end, how do I stay part of the community? Keep my kids in the school and stay in church. That's what it's about. So, so, so see the thing, the, the reason you're so helpful is you have all sorts of presuppositions which we're trying to break down. Okay, so let's just start this way. It's not about the money, okay? It's about being part of the community, okay? So you got that much. Okay, okay, so it's about being part of the community. There are no prerequisites for being part of the community, okay? I'm just going to ask you. Okay, does this, if there is, you tell me what it is. Because you sat through the new members class not once but twice, as I recall. It might have been three times. Okay, but okay. Okay, but just, just some, but, but did we ever say, did we ever, what was the one thing that I said? I said, we don't need any more members. What we're really interested in people who want to get it, want to be committed, want to struggle. But there's no prerequisite. We didn't check your tax forms. We didn't ask about, right? Oh, and I, I but, well, good. Okay so, that's, so we, okay, so now we're point number one again. So you got it. Okay so, okay, so it's all about being part of the community. There are no prerequisites to being part of the community. Okay. And now we're going to talk about 
among other things that we talk about, occasionally we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about the struggle the people have financially or good stewardship financially. And what's the first thing we always say? Steward what you've got. Okay, so what you don't have is money. And I, you know, I don't really care about the reasons, although it's nice to understand the reasons, but I don't care about, so you steward what you've got. Now, what have you got? You've got attitude. You, you do. You can choose to have, I'm, this, I'm dead serious about this. You can choose to say, I love being here and you know, just to be real honest with you, even though I can't afford to keep my kids in the school, they're still in the school. And, you and I don't know if you know, but we give $90,000 a year away in tuition assistance, so you should probably come and see me about that. I mean, if you're honest enough to say it, I'll say it back to you. You should probably come and see me about it. So you're saying, you steward your attitude. So you can say, they're not trying to pound me. They're trying to figure out way the way to build the best community. Which part of it do you think you don't understand? Because I'm having real trouble trying to figure out what the problem is. <laughs> okay, what I'm trying to say is, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not embarrassed. I, I got over embarrassment of myself. But what I'm trying to say is, is that um, sometimes it's like, you know, I feel like, how much more can I give? Okay, but slow down there because, because no, because this is what you're going to hear. What you're going to hear is. The fir oh, that's a different question too, but here, the first thing that's going to be said is, if your regular stuff is not in order, ignore the capital campaign. That's the very first thing that's said. It's written down, it's said all the time. The capital campaign is an extraordinary thing that we're going to see if we can pull off. But, but, but you have to give us this because we always say it. So the first thing we say to you is, Woo, if the situation is as you describe, don't worry about this. Pray for it, be positive, encourage other people. But you can be a part of it, be part of it with what you've got. And because, yeah, exactly, writing a check is not the only way to be part of it, exactly. Come along, sing, have fun with people, pray for them, pray, you'll pray for us. I mean, gee whiz, you so get it. And then, then the thing is, so, so push the capital campaign money check writing thing aside. The money is like just the minuscule last thing. The first thing is, hey, maybe you can get some help here, free help with this thing on getting things in order. That's exactly why we're doing it, because we know the reason that thing was developed at Willow Creek, they, they said people are poor givers here. Why are they poor givers? They surveyed all their people, and what they found is people are poor givers, they're poor stewards at church because they're poor stewards with their whole life. It's exactly as you described. So we're trying to talk about it. But here, here's what I would, here's what I would. This would be a great, yeah, you should, you should find, yeah, you should talk to James Yonker and you should go to work on this. I'm talking about it right now. I love you. It's okay. It's great. Yeah, this is great.
and when you try to make yeah, no, no, no. other people besides in here, they all kind of go. But you're no, you but know. you are. But here's the thing: is you're not getting the definition of what of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, you do get it because you're in the struggle. Here's the the acid test is. Yeah, it's you're in the struggle. You're struggling for it and not against it. We got patience all day long for people who are struggling for it. We love people who are in recovery. We love people who struggle with sin. We love people who struggle with their prayer. We love people who struggle with their money. We love people who struggle in their marriage. We love them because they're struggling for something. They're trying to get it better. What we don't love and what is absolutely positively demonic is when people who say that what we're doing is anti-Christ are unfaithful because that's an absolute lie. So you get it in spades. It's not about the check. It's about bringing all you've got. And believe me, you're far more than money. Money is a minuscule thing. It just happens to get in the way for most people. You're way more than money. Bring what you've got. Bring attitude. Bring your family. Come to church. Say your prayers. Encourage. Bring your honesty. Join this good sense thing. Go through it. Then talk about it. Help people. Help people understand the difference between being in and being out. It's not about the money. If we don't buy the Bible church, none of us are going to collapse. I feel so little pressure about that, to be honest with you. You know what my big thing, you know what my big thing is? If, if we don't get this done, my greatest disappointment are going to be for people like Ron Fitzpatrick and Gary Grotke who have put five, six years of their life into this and who won't see a tangible essence. That's going to be my biggest failure will be if those guys, if we don't deliver for those guys who have. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're all gonna we're gonna drink beer and fry steaks in my backyard, and then we're gonna say, "Sorry, and we love you, and good job, and what's next?" That's because that's what we're gonna do. Because if this doesn't work, we're having a huge party in my backyard. Okay? Exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. So you get it in spades. I can't. I can You. You're. You're like the post. <coughs> Well, it is, except for that small detail of making the payments. But yes. I can't speak for for Gary. You know, Gary doesn't care either. Honestly, honestly, I mean, honestly. I actually believe that. Honestly, I believe that. Exactly. I've talked to him too. My favorite thing about Gary Grotke, You know, my favorite thing about Greg Gary Grotke is. I don't know if you remember, but when we began this. The first proposal was to build a new church. And I can, you know, normally we don't talk about what happens in committees, but I'll talk about it here. Gary led the charge against building a new church. He thought that it was fiscally unwise for us to spend that much money. His idea was to rehab. The whole committee, everybody else is like, no, we've got to build a new church, we've got to build a new church. So Gary, as the spokesman, for two years stood up in front of the congregation and said, the committee says we need to build a new church. And the best compliment every period Gary Grotke was when somebody came into me and complained once, all Grotke wants is a new church. If he doesn't get a new church, he'll never be happy. I'm thinking to myself, beautiful. <laughs> because what happened? He lived in community, okay? He, it wasn't his idea, but the 15 guys in the committee were all saying, let's build a new one. So he got up, dusted himself off, and presented their idea so convincingly, people thought he was the driver. You know, it was unbelievable. And then we had this come to Jesus meeting, and this was Pastor Gaining, who was Vicar Gaining then. I said, we're going to a meeting tonight, and I said, you can come because you'll learn a lot, but you can't talk. He's told you about this meeting, I'm sure. I said to him, and you can't talk. And I also didn't talk for the first 90 minutes. We sat in a room upstairs with about 10 of us, 
and we went hard. And I didn't talk for the first 90 minutes, and he didn't talk at all. And it was, a, it was the most amazing thing to watch these guys say, whoa, we went down the wrong way, and that's not going to be good for us. And now we've got to reshuffle and go this way, and we're all going to go together, and it's all good. Yeah, let's go to Muldoon's and have a couple of beers. That was the most amazing thing to watch. It was unbelievable, okay? Because they're all strong-willed guys. I mean, they're smart guys, and they all do what they do, and they're used to getting their way, and they push things through, and they cut their losses very quickly. Boom, here they were. So, I mean, that's the struggle, too. See, that's people who get it. People get it in all different directions. Now, for this very short number of weeks, what we're going to do is see whether we can actually write the checks. But then, when that's over, it's over. I mean, real honestly, over the past three years, probably one of the cr criticisms of me has been, I probably didn't talk about the capital campaign enough once it was over. We did this three years ago. We went through this write and check thing. And then the criticism of me was that I didn't keep it alive. Maybe that's fair. Maybe I need to do a better job about that. But for me, it is this one-time struggle that we're going to really push for about three months for the next 50 years of this congregation. And then we're going to see where it goes. But I mean, don't think you don't get it. And don't think it's just about the money. You get it in spades. Steward what you've got. Courage, attitude, honesty a remarkable grasp of where you actually are and where you want to go, and a bunch of people who love you in the midst of that. Steward all of that. that that's, that's taking care of your life. And when people are crabbing about it, okay, so let me just imagine, who's in a worse situation than you here? Don't answer. But there can't be 50 people who are in a, so if you're in the worst situation and you get it and you're happy about it, why isn't everybody else on board? Because they still don't get it. So just get it and be happy with it, please. Yes. Right. You're, yeah. You're going to get a range of cards from me about stewarding things. The first thing is, I'm writing the third one this morning. Stewarding Christ is the first one. Stewarding other people is the second one. Um, stewarding the community is the second one, steward, stewarding other people. Um, I'm hardly going to even write about stewarding stuff. I'm going to write about stewarding attitude. But I'm trying to move to the point where people have a broader understanding of what it is that we're actually doing. You know, It's about living together as a community. The stupidest thing, I'll just be real honest with you, and I can't write this as a stupid thing, but the stupidest thing that's been said to me is, I'm not really on board with this. And my answer to that is, we don't have any choice if you're part of the community. The community's spoken. Get on board. Because you know what? You're going to sit in the new pew, and you're going to park in the new space, and you're going to turn on the new lights, and you're going to expect us to have your new funeral over there, and you're going to send your kids to the new rooms, and you're going to use the new staff. What do you mean you're not on board? You're a leech. It's not that you're not on board, it's that you're not pushing it all the way out. It's that you want something for nothing. It's that you're not a good steward. It's that you're not committed. It's that you don't get it. But don't say, you know, I'm not on board. We don't have the option of not being on board. What you do is subsume yourself to the community when you join. Who gets their way about everything here? Most of my life is not getting my way. 
It's unbelievably frustrating because after all, I think I'm the smartest guy in the world and if everybody do, just do what I say, life would be great. It's like Jesus himself. Well, don't because it would be a huge mistake, ask my wife. But you know what? I mean, so this is the thing. Everybody always thinks, the, the fascinating thing about St. John is everybody always thinks, no, I know you do. But, but here, everybody, everybody always thinks that everybody else is getting their way. I mean, I think Gigi's getting her way, and Gigi thinks Catherine's getting her way, Catherine thinks, and they, th you know, everybody always thinks there's somebody else getting their way. Oh, they got their way. And I'm just like, are you nuts, mad? Come upstairs and walk around. Every day is this long negotiation of how we're going to hold people together, none of whom got their way. It's just like living in a family, but you got 2,000 people around the dinner table. You know, I mean, you have trouble managing five, I bet. We have difficulty, how many kids do we have? Five, yes, we have five too. So, I mean, you know, we, we haven't been home together for a while. So, uh, although tonight, we, we might be home together tonight for an hour. Looking forward to it. So that, that's what getting it is about. Getting it is understanding that the community, and then you say, what's the best I can do for the community? In your circumstance, it's not about writing a big check right now. But you know what? For some people here, it actually is about writing a big check. Because... Exactly. But the but the problem but the but the thing is is we've I mean we've I've talked about it three weeks in a row and the voice the voicemail and email increases each time I talk about it. It's not that we're not talking about it. It's that you don't have that sort of humility engaged in the task. Well, When he was talking about no, anytime the last talk about thing money, that, I usually avoid it. No, no, no. When <laughs> he was talking about when they were baptized, how was that story? Oh, he no. was going, going like into the river to be baptized or something because the dunking thing. And they keep so their sword up, he, right? He, he took his bow out. Yeah. <laughs> while, while he was saying he <laughs> baptized everything except this. Well, the, these crusader types, they would hold their sword above the water and they go down under because they still want to be able to, you know, kill the main. And he said, for us, it's like we want to hold our wallet and then we'll go under the water, but we just don't let it get to our hair. You know. It's true, but I mean, yeah. it's like your wallet has gotten baptized, but you wake up and you find yourself in a circumstance that you cannot, they don't go together. You, you have a what? baptized it, it's not only thought process, but this your financial This is not something situation. people want to talk about, because I talk, they don't want to accept the responsibility that they actually might have sin right. regarding money. Right. Well, I can't, they, here's they the thing. Yeah, you're, you're, no, you're right. But the thing is, is they don't also want to talk about having affairs, and they also want to talk about being liars, and they don't want to talk about gossiping. So here's the thing. Are we going to be church or we're not going to be church? Right, exactly. It's like, okay, you know what? This is not good. This is, this is, there's something wrong with me. Right. There's, I, I, don't, I don't like to yes. be so specific about the outer things, but right. really the key is there's something wrong with me. Right. And, and at some point, and I just, in a little bit of self-defense, at some point, we can talk at all, about it all day long, but if people won't engage and understand that it really is a message for them, right. if they think that, if you sit in the pew on Sunday and you think the sermon is about everybody else but you, we can't help you. We just can't help you. If you say it's about everybody, and then I'm not talking just about capital campaign. Every Sunday, if you come and say, well, I'm, the worst thing that somebody can say to me after a sermon is, I've had this happen here in this congregation. People shake my hand and say, good job, you really gave them hell today. And I'm always thinking to myself, one, it's hell, and two, it's for somebody else. You gave them hell. So one is there was no gospel, and you surely, you know. 
Uh, gave it to them, <laughs> yes, right. And you say to yourself, how did I miss by that far? And sometimes the answer is, I didn't miss, you did. Because you're sitting there like this. But it's those people, those are the people I'm talking about who are in the penalty box, who we can only pity. Because you can't pastor a congregation at the lowest common denominator. If people are going to stand like this on Sunday morning, you can't run your congregation based on them. And that creates all kinds of, people do it, I know. But those are the peop those are the congregations that eventually shrivel up and die. You know, okay. And I know that I can only say that going to coming to this church for me and going to God in general has been like going to the dentist. Because well, you don't just go yeah. and say, I want this one fixed, he fixes everything. That's and right. Realization now that he's not just gonna fix what I want fixed, but he actually will take a hold of you and he'll clean it up and make it the way he wants it. I, I was in the dentist chair two weeks ago. He said, How are you? I said, this is going to be the calmest hour of my day. He said, you are really a sorry man, he said to me. But it was true. It was like, no phone, no ring. I just, you know, just drill me so I can get some relief. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, but the thing is, is th th this creates all kinds of logistical problems, especially because the people in the penalty box are going, we're just fine, let us out. And we're sort of like, actually, you're not fine, but you can come out and play as soon as you get it. Okay, but until then, you know. Well, you talk about the power of a matching gift. The power of that. Absolutely, absolutely. For people to stand up and really say, I'm, I'm living in conflict, but I get it, and yet I've been such a bad steward up to this it's point that I feel like I'm handcuffed. But the, the capital campaign is not one year. We're talking many years out, and maybe financially you're not in that financial health to do that now. Go ahead, Gigi. Um, we were talking a little last night about storytelling. Right. And part of storytelling is if the person wants to, sharing how they're going to sacrifice for the campaign. Right. And that, you know, generally it's always kind of seemed to be a financial sacrifice. Right. But I think. Um, story like Rebecca's is the kind of story that would really heal the hearts of a lot of people in our congregation who are in the same exact boat and who are feeling like they're part of the not get it crowd because they can't write a check. Right. Um, you know, maybe it's just a suggestion that Maybe at the end of one story, it can be, I have no money to give. But what I am doing is the hard work praying for you. Good, yeah. That you can give. Right. Yeah, that would be brilliant. If you could pray for me and for this congregation every day until we, that just, we'll, we'll, call it, we'll call it a win. Steward what you got. The Christian life is so weird. And frankly, you're all weird, too. <laughs> all right, well, how was now? And that was pretty good, huh? <laughs> Sometimes, so, yeah, exactly. And that, actually, you're very perceptive to do that. I mean, this is the, she said we lived inside now. And, 
Which is basically what he says is, you're, you know, basically the section we're going to do is from about 112 on where he talks about, or maybe, maybe it was deeper than that, but where he talks about the Eucharist goes to mission in community. And frankly, this is what lies before us right now in this community. And if you can get rid of all the hubbub, and just, if people just listen to what actually is being said rather than what they think is being said or what they presume is being said or whatever conspiracy might be going on, if they can just live within the reality of what's being spoken out, life is going to be very sweet regardless of whether you have bricks and boards. Go ahead. Give us a, a now and last word. Yeah, sure. Great stuff. Well, thanks for your patience. Um, just be happy about what's going on. It is what it is. It is utterly transparent. It is what it is. Um, there's no agenda. If there's any agenda that's hidden, it's only because we haven't been clever enough to make it explicit. It is what it is. We're trying to live together as a community. We're trying to get everybody on board with it. We're trying to subsume our individual wills to the, to the common good. You know, as it says in Philippians. And we're trying to do that in a relatively short time. So, um, but, but part of it is, as I said in Bible study last week, you know, you and I only have so many heartbeats left. I mean, we've been here almost 10 years now. And that, I mean, it's flown by. And, you know, in another 10 years, I'm hoping I'm on a beach somewhere. Not that I don't love you, but we can write occasionally. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there isn't that much time left. I mean, there isn't that much time left to get some really heavy, heavy, heavy lifting done. So, uh, you know, let's go. You want to say something, do you? Well, why don't, let's come back to it next time. We're to conclude. We'll come, yeah, we'll come back to it. We're not on any schedule. We need to come back to it. Yeah, the, that is a, that is, yeah, but it's not next week. We'll come back the week after. You know, we're, no, nobody's got a schedule. Yeah, we'll get the books and we'll get it to you and it'll all be fine. No, it's just. I mean, it makes you want to weep when you read that. You're like, if I'd only known this before I was 50. I mean, I've been looking for this my whole life. There it is, right before me. I mean, now it was quite a guy. I'd read other stuff by him. But this, this one, I can't, I can't tell you how grateful I am for putting this in my hands. Um, you know, there's, there's a few books and like a few friends if you get them. Life's good. Hey, thank you. I just, I mean, that was a pretty, that was a pretty bold stroke. So, I mean, that was, that was really quite something. Yeah, right. And, and part of the problem, you know, you have to take a risk to get help and to get understanding. Because the long, because I have known now for a very long time that it's been a secret for a long time, and it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. You know, secrets. I, I, you know, it's it's dangerous when I am the only one who knows. Yeah. Well, there's an awful, there's an awful, there's an awful lot of good people here. I mean, this congregation is filled with good people. It is just, it's brimming over with good people, and so you know, it's just, it's just sort of getting them all connected to each other and letting them be, you know, one, one congregation, one church, one body. And when that happens, 
Yeah, when you're when you're split off by yourself, exactly. It's it's demonic to be split off by yourself, you know. So everybody together and you know telling the truth and putting things out and then you know getting the help that's available. So it's good. Anyway, thanks for that. It was really quite remarkable. Some days you just don't know what's going to happen, right? All right, let's pray and go home. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, see you. Thanks.